People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is People of the Book on 101.9 High FM, and it is holiday mode. So to start off the show, we've got half an hour of kids' books. My son and daughter, Ami and Aliza, have been reading for the last few weeks in anticipation for this show. And they've got piles of books that they're going to talk about. I've got a few kids' books that I've also read that I want to talk about. The second half of the show, we're going to be interviewing local author Alexander Budjik, who has written a retelling of the Odyssey, the classical story of King Odysseus and Queen Penelope, and he's calling that Wanderings. So it's a great title for holiday reads as well. And we're going to start with Aliza with a book called You Are Awesome, and you've told me that you've really enjoyed that book. Tell us about the book You Are Awesome. You Are Awesome is about becoming almost awesome at, about awesome at anything. That you want to do. That you want to do. It is, it's not as impossible as you might imagine. It's the kind of person who thinks... I need a special type of brain to do maths. You're either good at sports or you're not. I don't have a musical bone in my body. Then I've written this book for you to challenge the the beliefs that hold you back. Whatever you want to be good at, the right mindset can help you achieve the, your dreams. I know you can do it. How? I wasn't born sporty, but I'm a two-time Olympian. You know how else I know? Because you are awesome. Now, the book is written by Matthew Syed, and it's published by Wren and Rook, which is part of Macmillan. And it's an inspirational and an inspiring book for young people. Yes. And did you enjoy reading it? Yes. It's not a story. It's more ideas. Yes. But are they easy to understand? Yes. Yes. Did you also read it? Uh, half of and having read this book, do you feel that it's changed the way that you view life and that makes you yes. far more empowered to fulfill your dreams? Yes. So that's the book, You Are Awesome, Find Your Confidence and Dare to Be Brilliant at Almost Anything by Matthew Syed. And he's a double Olympic, uh, Olympiad. He's won uh, medals at the Olympics. So that's quite uh, an endorsement. The next book. We're going to Ami, who's got a book which is a relaunch of the Inner Blight and Secret Seven. But this is a recently written book by somebody who's continuing Inner Blight and Secret Seven. Uh, the Secret Seven are back. It's it's a mystery where they find a skull that has a name on it, and they wonder what it's. How did the how did it come up like that? It's got a Roman name on it. Why is it there? And what's the actual book called? It's called Secret Seven and the Mystery of the Skull. And who's the author? Pamela, Pamela? Butchart. So Pamela has started re rewriting. Re well, not rewriting, but she's taken over from where Enid Blyton left off, 
and the Secret 7 have been updated. Is it a modern feel? Do they use cell phones? Do they use TVs, things that are modern? Um, it's, yes. So it's really written for the 21st century, but continuing Ina Blyton's ideas of the Secret 7. Uh, midnight bike rides, in pyjamas, missing dogs, buried treasure, one birthday meal, one luscious pineapple upside-down cake, and mysterious activities at the local hotel. Did you enjoy the book? Yes. So if anyone has read The Secret Seven and it came to an end because Ina Blyton stopped writing them, this is the continuation of Secret Seven. And the first book to be written is The Mystery of the Skull. We'll be back with a lot more kids' books straight after this ad break. People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. And we are talking kids' books because it's school holidays now and everybody should be taking their kids to the library, to the bookshops, getting them books to read, get them off the phones, get them off the tablets, put a book in their hand and get them reading. The next book is called Max Einstein, The Genius Experiment by James Patterson and Chris Grabenstein. Chris Grabenstein. So now, Ami, you've read most of the book. How has it been? It's it, it's where uh, Max Einstein, she's a girl, she's trying to fight off, she's trying to help the world to make it a better place, trying to stop pollution, trying to stop poverty in the world. Now, in the story, she is a granddaughter of Albert Einstein. No, she doesn't know who she is. She's an orphan. She's a squatter in America. Then she goes to Jerusalem. Then she's going to go to Africa in to try help people with their lives. And does it use a lot of science in order to yes. make the story come alive? Yes. And at the back of the book, there's quite a lot of extra extras that have been added in with different experiments and a little bit about the theory of relativity so the children can understand exactly all these deep scientific ideas that Einstein formulated. Max Einstein is a typical 12-year-old. She goes to school, sorry, college every day. She plays games, no speech, chess in the park. She builds Lego towers, sorry, inventions that help the homeless and talks to Albert Einstein all normal stuff, right? Until one day when Max is recruited by a mysterious organization. Their mission solves some of the world's toughest problems using science. She's, she's helped by the diverse group of young geniuses from around the globe as, as they invent new ways to to power the farthest reaches of the planet. That's, the, that's if the only sinister outfit known as the corporation doesn't get to her first. And you've enjoyed it so far? Uh-huh, yes. And for anyone who enjoys science, this is a great holiday read. Yes. The next book we're going to look at is called The Skylark's War by Hilary McKay. This is a story that's set around World War One, and I think it's been voted by Goodreads as one of their best children's books of the year. So it's a very, very critically acclaimed book, and Aliza read it. Aliza, what can you tell us? Clary and her older brother Peter live for their summers in Cornwall, staying with their grandparents and running free with their charismatic cousin Robert. A normal life resumes each September, 
boarding school for for Peter and Rupert and a boring life for Clary, as home with her absent father as the shadow of a terrible war looms over. When Rupert goes off to fight at the front, Clary feels the scarlet summers are finally slipping away from them. Can their family survive this fearful war? When you read the book, did you feel that you had a close relationship with the characters in the book? Yes. And aspects of their lives was it's been written now in 2018 about people living in 1912 1913 1914 did you feel that you were living that life yes and did you learn a lot about england during world war one yes any ad, any any thoughts that remain with you from after you've read the book what do you think about when you think about the scar the skylarks war do you still did you enjoy the reading the book? Yes. So that's the Skylarks War. It's by Hilary McKay, and you you wanted to add one more thing. In the be- beginning of the book, Clary, Clary's mother died giving birth to her, so Clary doesn't know who her mother is. And does that be, does that remain an important theme the whole way through the book? Yes. Okay, so it's 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 a powerful and it's a sad story. Set in World War One, Britain, and as I said, it's been critically acclaimed by a number of uh, critics uh, in the British press, and it's been named as one of the books of the year for young readers and by many, many different newspapers and magazines. Another series of books that we've got over here, it's a beautiful boxed set put out by the Macmillan Collector's Library, and this box set includes four books. It's the Children's Classics Collection. It has four books beautifully, beautifully printed and bound with magnificent covers. The Secret Garden, Anne of Green Gables, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and Best Fairy Tales by Hans Christian Andersen. They're small books, but the, the writing is very readable. And it's gilt-edged pages hard small small sized hardcover books and there is a whole Macmillan collection a collector's library including many many titles but this is specifically for children the children's classic collection look for it in good bookstores it will make a beautiful addition to any children to any child's um, bedroom uh, or library uh, and the next book that we're going to be talking about, we've mentioned it on the show before, but it's taken my children absolutely by storm. They just can't wait for the next book in the series to come out. Ami. Uh, the Inquisition is... Well, the series is called the... Summoner, Summoner Series. And who's it written by? Um, Taryn Matharu. So Taryn Matharu writes the Summoner Series, and they are... Brilliant, brilliant books. I know you've read them, your sister's reading them, you, your friends are all reading them. What makes the books so brilliant? Um, um, he's, he was this boy that uh, he, he's an orphan and he gets in this village of Pelt. Then somehow he summons a demon and it's very rare to summon a demon. When he summons the demon, he runs away. He, he, he runs away. Then someone 
a school teacher at the school recruits him to tell him to go back to school. He thought that he ran away. Then he he goes. Well, while he's at the school, there's this to- tournament um, that where where all the summoners year one and year two compete. When they compete, the the winner of the tournament gets gets these um gets to go on the front lines to defend hominem from the orcs but then some uh, someone tells someone comes and says you you um you've been arrested for doing something the inquisition is where he's in jail and where he's trying to get out when he finally gets out he's he's recruited on a mission to go into the orc jungles where he has to try defeat the he has to try get Lady Cavendish and destroy go- Goblin Eggs. So, is each book as exciting as the previous one? Yes, maybe a little more exciting. And at the end of the book, there's beautiful art pictures of all the different demons and all the yes. different f- fantastical creatures that are, you find in the book. Yes. And can you wait for the next one to come? Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> so that's it's the, the series is called Summoner. And it's written by Taryn Matharu, and it's the Summoner series. So if, you are, if you've got young readers at home who really want something that's on the level of, say, Harry Potter, like driving you crazy to read something great, look at the Summoner series. It's written by Taryn Matharu. The first three are available already in the shops. And every year another one's added. And as my children have said, they just can't wait for the next one to come out. We'll be back with... Another blitz of kids' books straight after this ad break. People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. Because it's school holidays, we're looking for the first half hour of the show at kids' books. The next book I'm going to talk about because I'm reading it to one of my other children. It's called... Wondersmith, The Calling of Morrigan Croats, written by Jessica Townsend, and it's the second in the Nevermore series. Last year, last year this time, we spoke about, we reviewed um, the first book in the series, which was an unbelievably exciting book. It was the, uh, the first Nevermore book. The, I just can't remember the title. It was the... Something, the um, well, the first Nevermore book. It was, it was the trials of Morrigan Crow, and it was very exciting. The second book, Wondersmith, the calling of Morrigan Crow, continues the story. Morrigan Crow was born in a republic. It's all fantasy, all in a, like a parallel fantasy universe, um, believing that because she was born at a certain time called Eventide, she is responsible for all the catastrophes that happen in the entire republic where she lives. Um, she eventually is, she, she's made to believe that as soon as she turns 12 or 13, at the end of that era, she will die. She'll be pursued by ghostly dogs or wolves who will hunt her down 
And as soon as that actually does happen, she's saved by a man called Jupiter North who takes her into a totally magical realm called Nevermore. It's an unbelievably beautiful city with surprises and magic around every corner. And in the first book, she has to win a competition in order to get to stay in the city of Nevermore and then be enrolled in a special school called the Wondrous Society. In the second book, certain aspects of her unbelievable power come to the fore, and the people of Nevermore, if they know the type of powers that she has, she's called a wondersmith, they actually want to kill her or chase her out of the city. She's in the Wondrous Society school, and she has this legacy to keep hidden and once again unbelievable adventures excitement jessica townsend has an an imagination that can rival jk rowling it every single page just brims with excitement with adventure with such brilliant creativity uh, it's just an absolute wonder to read that's um the, the two Morrigan Crow books, the Nevermore books, the the Trials of Morrigan Crow, and now the second book, The Calling of Morrigan Crow. If you missed the first Morrigan Crow book last year, any bookshop will have it. And don't just buy the first one. Buy both books. Uh, read them to your children. Let your children read them. You will find that you will lose your children to Nevermore for the duration of the reading experiences. And then you're going to have to buy the third one when it comes out next year. Next book we're going to look at Similar, also slightly, you know, fantasy, also for kids with a strong girl lead. It's called The Train to Impossible Places, A Cursed Delivery. It's written by P.G. Bell. It's a beautiful cover, and it is available in the shops. Now, Eliza, you've read the book. What was it like? It started with a flash. When Susie Smith hears an unexpected noise in the middle of the night, she creeps downstairs where she finds a grumpy troll building a railway through her house. But but this is no ordinary railway. This is the Impossible Postal Express, the trusted delivery service of the Union of Impossible Places. All of a sudden, Susie's hallway becomes a blur of wheels, lights, a yellow bear, and a troll boy called Wilmot. And as Susie is whisked on board and given a mysterious delivery, she finds herself rushing towards a magical unknown on an adventure that is entirely possible she will never forget. Where impossible becomes possible, all all aboard the Osborne PR... This, this book is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful adventure book. And once again, P.G. Bell, um, the author, has created that's uh, an unbelievable, uh, an unbelievably well-realized fantasy world. That's his Peter, Peter Bell. He's from native of South Wales. This is his debut novel. But just the names of the people in the book. There's a villain named Lady Crepuscular. And uh, just sends you off to Google Dictionary to look up what the real word crepuscular means. But she lives in this very daunting castle. And she's a witch and she turns people into statues. And that's just one of the many people that Susie encounters in the train to impossible places. Once again, uh, 
a really, really exciting fantasy book for children. Now, for something very, very, very different, Patrick Ness is the author of award-winning and best-selling um, books for young readers. One of them, A Monster Calls. Another one, The Rest of Us Just Live Here. He's won almost every award that he's given out for children fiction, including the Carnegie Medal, Medal which he's won twice. Um, he's written the screenplay for the film of A Monster Calls, and a lot of people are reading A Monster Calls as one of their set works in school. Um, the the He's also the author of the Chaos Walking Trilogy. The first movie adaptation of those books will be next year, coming out next year. What Patrick Ness has decided to do, he's decided to retell the story of Moby Dick, but from the perspective of the whales. In a beautifully, beautifully produced book. I mean, this book is an absolute work of art. The artwork is magnificent. It is a bit gory because it is hunting whales. There's a lot of dark colors and a lot of reds, uh, a lot of smashing ships, but beautiful, beautiful artwork. Um, he retells the story of Moby Dick, but from the perspective of the whales. It's very, very powerful. It's very, very, uh, it's, it's very visual not only with the pictures, but the style of his writing. And it's a very immediate. So that's, and the ocean was our sky. It's a beautiful, beautiful name as well. It's a beautifully produced book for slightly older readers. And then in a similar vein, another beautifully produced book, also with magnificent artwork. It's called Into the Jungle, Stories for Mowgli. And it's by Catherine Rundle. It's illustrated by Christiana Williams. This is a collection of five recently, very in five, just recently written stories, which are really backstories to the characters in the Jungle Book. And Catherine Rundle decided to write more prequel than anything else to Rudyard Kipling's classic, The Jungle Book. And the stories are, they, they capture something of Rudyard Kipling's uh, abilities uh, beautiful stories, beautiful artwork. If your children have read the Jungle Book or if they've seen the Disney movies of the Jungle Book, this will make a really good addition to their reading. It's just a very beautiful... These two are two absolutely magnificently produced books. Um, that's Patrick Ness's and The Ocean Was Our Sky, retelling of the story of Moby Dick from this whale's perspective. And Into the Jungle, Stories for Mowgli, a prequel written by Catherine, Catherine Rundle and was published by Macmillan. We've got time for one more book before we have our interview. So, Amir, I'm going to ask you to talk about a book that you've already mentioned on the radio, but you've really enjoyed it, and we need to push it a little bit harder. Twice, Magic is written by Christina Cowell. It's the second book after The Wizards of Once. And Akwesida Cal wrote How to Train Your Dragon. And The Wizard of Once is also, just like the, the How to Train Your Dragon, is also being made into a movie. And how does this book continue the story? Um, where It's where he gets put into prison. Where who? Who gets put into prison? Uh, Zar gets put into prison. And he breaks free where no one ever has ever broke free of that prison. 
and uh, we sh- uh, she she goes over the wall, which giant uh, these very tall giants can't even look over the wall. It's so tall on their tippy toes. She breaches the wall on a magic door where they try to defeat the witch king. So this is ancient England, ancient Britain, and it's the son of a warrior and the the child of a warrior and the child of a of a wizard, and they're fighting against greater, darker forces. And in terms of excitement and adventure, out of ten, um, not a ten. Ten. So that's Chrisida Cow's latest release. It's called Twice Magic. If your children haven't read The Wizard of Once, go and buy The Wizard of Once and then Twice Magic. Let them read both of them. and You'll have a few days without your children in your hair while they soak themselves up in Cressida Cowell's magical form of storytelling. We'll be back in a few moments with our interview guest. Uh, that's Alexander Badgick, who's book wanderings is a retelling of the classical story of king odysseus and queen penelope